1: I'm your host, Dr. Eve, and I'd like to welcome you to the First Gen Lounge. Good people, good people. Welcome back. And if you are new said with me welcome to YouTube boo (laughs) Look, you should be around long enough to know that it's coming it's coming but I am truly truly excited because this is a conversation that I'm sure you're going to enjoy because the person that we have with us today is absolutely vibrant I love her brand I love her vibe and I have been looking forward to our chat So we have Nikki Bond with us today. And Nikki is the first time I've ever seen this, a dualpreneur, And I just love, you know, even some of her thoughts around what that actually means. So I'm going to be quiet and say, what's up, Nikki?
0: Hi, how are you? I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to just kind of share this space with you. And I'm looking forward to this interview today. So thank you so much for having me.
1: Thank you so much for your willingness to come on to the show, for just sharing your work. I'm so glad to have you here. So tell us, who is Nikki Bond?
0: So Nikki Bond is, I like to coin myself as a dualpreneur, which means that I have a full time career where I work as a HR trainer in higher education, and then I also am an entrepreneur as I have my own consulting firm as well. And so that's who I am. I am a dualpreneur. I am also um, a minister. I'm a public speaker. I am an author. And yeah, that's that's a little bit. That's a little bit about me.
1: (laughs) What do you find the
0: time? What do you find the time? Right. And I didn't even include the fact that I'm an adjunct professor and I am in law school getting my master's, honestly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Again, where do you find the time? That's that's a lot to be doing. Ambitious. I'm going to just say you're ambitious. I love it.
0: Yeah, I, I just have, you know, I, I have goals. And, you know, when I have set my mind to do something, there's genuinely nothing that is going to be able to to stop me. And so when I say it's I just, I just atone it to the grace of God that allows me to be able to wear so many hats and to be able to be effective in each one of those areas. I love that. Very
1: exciting, again, to see all that you're doing. And I love it, especially as a Black woman who's fearless in her pursuits. That's really exciting because I think that, People believe in what they see and to know that who you are and what you do, you know, exists, that you're going for everything you want. We need to hear that and we need to believe it as black women. So thank you for sharing that and for just really just Call for Cause I was looking at like, my God, she does a lot. I thought I was doing a lot, but nah, Nikki, you got me beat. You got me beat, but it's all good <laughs> though. So even just thinking about all that you do, how do you even find time for real to balance these things? How do you prioritize? How do you keep up? I mean, anything for those people who are like yourself I and mean, like myself as well, who just want to go get it all. How do you determine even like
0: what to go get? It is simply about order, balance and priorities and planning. Hmm an organization. I have a planner and I sit down every Saturday and I plan out my next week. The beginning of every month, I plan out my month and, you know, I schedule time to where I have my days where I have homework. I schedule time where I'm meeting with, you know, where I'm meeting with clients. I have my days where I know I'm going to be lecturing on Mondays and Fridays. And so I really could not do this without uh, um, just organization and planning and being intentional about how I use every minute of my day that is so important. And I don't really deviate. I'll be honest. I really don't deviate from my schedule. I don't allow people to interrupt me. Hmm. And I know that probably sounds, you know, you know, crazy or whatever, but I do. You have to learn how to manage interruptions because if you really look at your day and outline it, how much time do you spend dealing with interruptions?
1: Mm, I like that you say manage your interruptions. I, li- I like that framework a lot. What you're saying doesn't sound like anything outside of the box, because what you fully understand is just because people know you, you know, that you're kind, that you're friendly means you're accessible because to be accessible means that you are intruding Likely or treating us Seems like such a harsh word But on my schedule On my time And you have to protect your time Because When it's gone You can't get it back But like you were saying earlier When you're ambitious When you have goals In order to get to those things How how else am I gonna get it done? If every text message you send Every phone call that comes in I'm taking it So thank
0: you for saying that Because it needs to be said Yeah, absolutely And be unapologetic about it Mm. You know Because I think that sometimes Because I'm a helper Naturally I'm a helper. Yeah. I'm a servant. And so I want to be there for everybody, but then I also know that I can't be mm. because I also know that I have to take those moments and those times. Because when you are a, a person that pours into everybody else, you have to take time to stop and allow yourself to be refilled. Mm. Because if not, that's how you find yourself on fumes and you're burned out. And then you start experiencing compassion fatigue.
1: Mm, compassion fatigue, that's a new one. So let me ask you this then. So for those people who may reach out or may start getting an attitude with you or feel in some kind of way because of the boundaries you set, how do you deal with those things? Because I know, especially with us being first gens and helpers, definitely resonates that it can be hard to feel like, oh, somebody's gonna be mad at me because I'm not available to do A, B, and C because it's not a priority for you or something that you can do right now because of something you're going after.
0: Sure. It's all about setting expectations. Hmm. So I set expectations to say, and, I, and I'm transparent with people and I say, listen, you know how some people can just say, oh, I'm busy, but you don't necessarily know what that means. I tell people, listen, I'm in law school. I have a full time job. I'm running a business. I'm also, you know, in ministry and then I'm also teaching as well. So that for them, they like, oh, whoa, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I see what you say. You're not just saying you busy, but you really are busy. And so when I set those expectations, people will usually reach out to me and they will say, Nikki, I know you're busy. And if you, when you get a chance, can you, you know, can you look at this email that I just sent you? Can you, you know, give me some advice about things? And I will say yes, as soon as I get a second. So it's all about people learning to respect boundaries. You have to teach people how to treat you and how to respect your boundaries in order to in order to be able to, you know, have it to where people are not upset or feeling, you know, dismissed or feeling slighted at the fact that you didn't respond immediately to their to their messages. And so setting those expectations and those boundaries are are huge. I appreciate you saying that and
1: definitely am thinking about it from the entrepreneur perspective with something like customer service. And something I tend to tell some of my members who are part of my society is that customer service can be good. Doesn't mean that it has to be fast. There's a difference between the two. That's good. And we're living in this popcorn age where got to have it fast, got to have it fast. But 24 to 48 hours is when my team can get back to you. And to put that expectation out there, you know, to have it posted on the website, definitely one place like on contact forms so that you can get an the expectation. But when they reach out, it's hi, Nikki, how are you? You know, we were going to be personable with you. And I think that what you were saying with the time boundaries, knowing what you can take on not just in your personal life, but in your business life too. So thank you for pointing that out because if people know 24 to 48 hours, they're not going to be looking for an hour or email within an hour, you know? So it's like, don't expect it because we got things to do over here. So I I think that's really good. So even thinking about, getting all the things that you do, because again, you, you do a lot and I keep saying it because... People will say that, oh, my gosh, you know, this is too much. It's overwhelming. But I say that when it's something that you want to do it's never overwhelming because you do it all the things you love. Mm -hmm. But in all the things you love, how were you led to entrepreneurship or what was that moment in your life where
0: you knew this needed to be a part of your journey? I would say it's the simple fact that, you know, I just for myself, I said there has to be life than more than just a nine to five. Mm. because no matter where I went in my nine to five career I always got to a place where I reached the glass ceiling Mm. I always found myself being repotted it's like a plant you know how a plant begins to outgrow itself and then you have to put it in a bigger space so that it can grow every time I got into a career it's like I would begin to master it and then I would be like okay now what because I'm bored
1: Hmm. And so
0: I'm like, there has got to be there's got to be more than this. And so I was even thinking about just this conversation that we were going to have this week. And I thought about how, you know, I looked at my family and I said, I really don't see any entrepreneurs within my family. But my dad had a hobby. That ended Mm. up really kind of turning into just a business more than anything. So I realized that that's probably where I got it from was seeing my dad have his hands in so many different things and being so productive in what he did. And so, therefore, it, it, it really planted a seed in me to be able to say, you know what? Let me look into this. Let me let me see what this is, what this is like. And I ended up finding that my roots could really be established and my roots could begin to really grow and expand in being an entrepreneur because I couldn't, Mm. you know, I couldn't expand in that nine to five.
1: Mm. You're talking that talk today because it's also when you work for other people. And I know that you understand this very well. There'll always be their expectations and versus yours. Yes. What their goals are versus yours. Or if you say I have an idea, something creative that I want to bring to the table, if that's not their priority, it's not their priority. And then you've got to table that. But when you work for yourself, when you have your own space, you can be as creative as you want to be, whenever you want to be. So, yes. you know, I'm here for the freedom. I'm here for the freedom. Absolutely. What has been the most challenging thing for you in being an entrepreneur, especially as somebody who's like said a dualpreneur, because you do have a nine to five, and you are in school, and you like said you do have this business, so you have clients that you're responsible for too.
0: Yeah. So, I would say that the biggest challenge I think for me was in the beginning. Hmm. I knew that I wanted to launch this business. I knew that I was purposed and called to launch this business. So when I launched it, you know, in in being that first generation college student, I didn't have mentors. Unfortunately, I did not develop mentors. I didn't get mentors a part of my journey. So a lot of the things that I have accomplished and done, I've done them on my, you know, I've done them on my own. And, you know, just the wisdom and knowledge that God has given me, but I didn't have that person to go through that was going to help guide me and to coach me. So Mm. whenever I came into this journey of being an entrepreneur and starting this consulting firm, I don't even know a consultant. So Mm. I just started researching and I was just like, you know what, either I'm going to sit here and I'm going to be paralyzed by the fear of the unknown or I'm going to do it afraid. Mm. And I stepped out and I did it afraid and You know, officially, you know, my business will be a year old in March. I could not tell you, and I did not see where my business would be where it is when I'm telling you I stepped out and really not having any, honestly, any real direction or any real, you know, understanding of what I was doing. I had to teach myself the whole branding process Hmm. and finding my identity and finding my brand message. I taught myself everything. Hmm. So that's, that was the biggest challenge for me is not having that person to look to or that coach to be able to to guide me. But I do realize that it was all really necessary because of what I do and how I work with clients today because I can give them what I didn't have.
1: Mm, I know that's real. It's the same here. It's the reason why I started the EW Trailblaze Society because I went through years of doing it all by myself. And like you said, being first gen, who do I talk to? who do I turn to who can be a resource or I was reaching out to people and not knowing better. Right. These folks would say some off the wall stuff to me. (laughs) I'm like, what? (laughs) Um, I had this one lady as a matter of fact, and she was a white lady. I don't have anything against white women. But I didn't like how she handled the situation where I was reaching out to her to just, you know, do it informational because that's what the Internet told me to do. (laughs) And she was kind of like, yeah, you know, I don't do that. And, you know, I don't have time or something she had said to me. And this is like in my first year and I was really taken aback. So being who I am, I emailed her back. I was like, well, you have to be that rude about it. Mm -hmm. And it went to being that she had a large following on Twitter. I didn't know, because I didn't also fully vet her, so that was one of my mistakes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, long story short, she went off on a Twitter rant, and she had told me, though, before to reach out to this lady, and it was a black lady that she referred me to about career stuff. But I'm like, I'm not trying to move my career. I'm trying to ask about building a platform, you know, kind of around coaching. I'm trying to figure sure. out what I'm trying to do. But anyway, she went on to a rant, and nothing free for you, lady, and, you know, people asking questions about stuff. So I like every one of the comments she made because that was never my intention wow and so for me it was very hurtful and very damaging in the beginning because like you were saying here I am not knowing what to do not knowing how to get resources or grants or uh, you know business cards a brand and logo none of that right and what I promised myself is I would never be that kind of person to people and if I couldn't help I may provide you with a resource but I always be mindful of trying to help you as much as I can and if I can't help you Trying to get my team to help you to get to what you need. But the problem at hand is that so many of us who are first gen don't have that. And that's why I started, like I said, my community as well, right. because we need it. So thank you for saying that, that that is hard. It is a challenge. We're not making it up. Some people say, pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Nikki, you know you bomb. You know that. But I don't know what I don't know. So yeah. All right, I'm stepping off the soapbox now, but you took me there. <laughs> <laughs> because. I remember when and, you know, to to be in a space with dope black women like you who are doing amazing things and you just put yourself out there. That's really what it all comes down to. So thank you for for sharing. And then, you know, thinking about how you've been able to be successful now. What are some of the things that you are doing to continue to reach your goals? And when I say that, what's helping you to be successful? Just period.
0: I would say what is helping me to be successful is staying focused staying focused and not losing sight of what I'm called to do and what I desire for my business to do and who I desire it to reach. Staying focused on that is, is what is helping me to, to reach this place of, of success. You know, everybody defines success very differently. Success mm-hmm. for me is not defined by a dollar. Hmm. It will never be defined by a dollar because if I can impact and if I can reach and change one person's life, that is success for me. It has nothing to do with likes. It has nothing to do with follows. It has nothing to do with shares. Mm. For me, I contribute my success to be able to say I did something that I didn't even think I could do. That's success for me. Something Mm. where I went outside of my own fears, my own insecurities, my own inadequacies, and to see... Me producing. And again, I, I'm not making six figures because but the thing is is that the impact that I'm making is priceless. Mm. And that's what's important to me. And that's what keeps me focused. And that's what, you know, that allows me to be able to be successful in my own right. I'm not looking at what other people are doing. I, I'm I'm in my own lane. Mm-hmm. And I that's how I feel. I'm like, I drive in my own lane. It's only one car in this lane. <laughs> 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 And so, you know, I'm not looking to the left. I'm not looking to the right. I'm not looking at anybody else's highway or anybody else's street. Because, you know, the Bible says that comparison is a thief of joy. Mm -hmm. And when you start trying to compare yourself with other people are doing, that thing will discourage you and it will just take the wind out of your cell. And you will be like, you know, well, why am I even doing this? So. Mm -hmm. I like to focus on, I like to focus on my success and what is making me successful and how I reach that is simply by remembering my why. Why Mm. did I start this? Why did I, you know, why did I do this? Why was this necessary and, and imperative to who I am? And when I go back to that, that is what keeps me motivated. And it's what makes me get up every morning To be able to say, okay, you know what? I'm I'm about to continue to to level up. I'm about to continue to grow. I'm going to continue to develop and do what I need to do. Because there is a level of success that I want to attain. And it doesn't have anything to do with the dollar.
1: So the flip side of the success is how do you navigate not so successful circumstances? So when you've gone for things and they haven't worked out, what have you done to
0: bounce back from those things? resiliency, being resilient. Trials and tribulations are going to come. You're going to face challenges. There's going to be barriers. You know, there's going to be hurdles. Everything isn't going to happen the way that we want it to. Like, you know, we write this story in our head (laughs) about how things are going to go. And the minute that it doesn't happen, it's just like, oh, okay, well, Man, it's a roadblock. And many people don't know how to navigate those roadblocks. And so when I face situations where things don't pan out the way that I want them to, I reevaluate
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I and I take time and I process the situation. Nikki, what happened? Nikki, what did you do? What part did you play? Cause see people don't like to, to be to own that and to be, you know, be accountable. So my mm-hmm. thing is it didn't happen. Nikki, what part did you play? What could you have done differently? wasn't something that was even in your control. What was out of your control? If the situation comes around again, what would you do differently? How would you approach this situation? How would you do it? I take those moments and I use them as learning opportunities and as learning tools. Because you know, my thing is is that you won't get me twice. Mm-hmm. A mistake will never get me twice cuz I learn. And I learned quickly, and my parents taught me that as a young child, they didn't. Ha- I never got spanked. I didn't have to get spanked because I learned. <laughs> and so, growing up as an adult, I learned the mistake won't get me twice. Hmm. So that's one way that I that I feel like I'm able to navigate challenges is by taking that approach of evaluating it. And taking the time to process and then taking the time to create an action plan or an action step to say in the future, you know, how, how am I going to handle this situation differently? So that mm-hmm. way, if something does get presented to me, it's like even though it's not the same situation, it could be very similar and having that resiliency. Because a lot of people, when they face challenges or they face mistakes, they get paralyzed in in fear of it. There's a paralysis that happens and they can't move. And so I have learned to just be resilient in that no matter really what kind of comes my way or what opposition I may face, it's a learning opportunity, so that it doesn't happen again in the in the future. So I don't let it torment me, because people sometimes can get tormented by those challenges, mm. and I don't allow the challenges to torment me.
1: Mm. So I love that you said that. I want to I really want to jump into that because that's powerful. How can you not let the challenges torment you? What do you say to somebody who's just like, but, but Nikki, it's just so much, or but it's just so hard, or but I can't get past it? Because we we do that. We,
0: the cycles in our head, we do that. Sure. So, you know, when you look at torment, torment, I like to refer to torment as almost being like a, uh, like a broken record. Hmm. It's the same thing that keeps playing over and over and over to where it just consumes every place within your mind. And it really is such a trick of the enemy hmm. because the whole idea of torment is to keep you in a cycle. It's to keep you in a loop. So if you find yourself in the loop, you got to interrupt the loop. You got to figure out. And again, it takes, it takes a lot of emotional intelligence because you have to have an awareness of what is happening. But because we're so familiar with ourselves, sometimes we don't, it's just a part of who we are. You know, it's just like, Oh, this is just what I do. I overthink and I overanalyze, but we have to realize how detrimental that is to our progress and to our growth. So, developing a level of emotional intelligence and awareness of when it is happening. Get yourself out of the loop of torment because what mm. it will do is is that it that torment will have you spiraling and you will find yourself in this in this storm, this limbic storm of emotion. And it's hard to function when you're all over the place emotionally. That's real. Take some time. You got to take some time to process what is happening. Identify that this is tormenting me identifying that this is a reoccurring thought, and mm-hmm. then make a plan of action to say, you know what? Okay. I need to take, not. it's not enough to just take your mind off of it, but you got to have a plan of action to combat it because if not, it comes back. Mm-hmm. So it's a very real thing. And I know that it cripples and I know that it, it just paralyzes and it hinders so many people. Because we're always like, well, what if I had to did this? What if I had to did that? Well, what about this? And what about that? The reality is it's already happened. Hmm. We can keep replaying the situation over in our mind over and over and over again. And it'll never change. So we can't change the situation, but we got to change our thought patterns. Hmm. And we've got to change and stop that torment. Hmm.
1: Mind is powerful. Mind is powerful. It is. Hmm. Listen, I'll know if you're sitting in your car or at the gym or where you are good people. But if you need a, a women's empowerment speaker, I know you hear Nikki talking right now. <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and say that because you just get us together and I can't wait to see you on a stage one day. I hadn't gotten to see you in your element yet, but the way you talk to me right now, I, I, I can't wait because you're right. It's so right. And it's just your delivery with this. I'm with it. <laughs> like, I'm, like in <laughs> case you didn't know, Nick is a life coach. If you need a life coach, go ahead. Because really being stuck and being all over the place, right, is what we do. And then what doesn't help, depending on who you are, where you're from, is when you don't have people around you to tell you or show you any better. So then you stay in that space yeah. and you stay in the torment, right? You stay in the confusion. You stay in the cycle and until you find within yourself one to read a book or come across a podcast or something that gives you another perspective. That's why you got to be mindful of people you keep around you too, yeah. because even they can keep you in the cycle. You ever have that that friend, I'm pretty sure if I had that one friend or that one person who... Oh a well, girl, this
0: is this, this. Ooh, girl, yeah. So
1: they're only adding fire to it rather than rather than saying.
0: Yeah, they're enablers. They're enablers. Mm. So what do you do with those
1: enabling friends though? How do you cause these are your friends, these are your folks, these are your people. How do you remove yourself or move differently? Because that ain't always so easy. It's called discernment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I got one word and that's discernment. You have got to discern who is in your circle. And, you know, I and I'll be honest, because I am naturally an introvert. I don't have a whole a big circle. I don't have a lot of people around me. But those people that I do have around me, those people are people that I can trust. Those Mm -hmm. are people who I can confide in. And listen, I don't keep anybody in my circle who has a spirit of jealousy, envy, who don't have never nothing good to say. I just don't keep those people around me. I'm very selective and I am very Nikki, protective of my face. But Nikki, they've been in my life for 10 years, 15 years. Okay. And you know what? There's a time, there's a place, there's a season for everybody. And... You know, and I'm not listening. I I ain't quoting Tyler Perry or Medea, but you know, (laughs) go ahead. I know
1: you're going.
0: Listen, you know, but there are people have to realize is that, you know, we we hold on to people out of familiarity. Yes, Lord. Because they're familiar to us. And we think like, oh, because we done been friends for 15 years, that means that we got to always be friends. You know what? We all go through cycles within friendships. There may be times where we may be really close and there may be other times where we are not. You know, I just saw something the other day that says you can't have you can't have butterfly conversations with Caterpillar people. Listen, Mm -hmm. I was just like, you know, you got to know what season you're in. When you know what season you are in, you know what type of people you need to have around you. And let me tell you, if if these people are genuinely your friends, friends has nothing to do with longevity. hmm mm. Because you can meet someone and Dr. Eve, I don't know you, but I'm like, you know what? You my friend. And that's just because of the depth of the relationship and not because of the longevity of the relationship. It's because Mm. of the contributions of the relationship Mm. that to me define a friendship. It don't have Mm. nothing to do with time and, you know, and and all of that. And and that's just, again, when you understand times and seasons, then you will understand there's a time and a season for each and every individual person in your in your life and you have to learn how to listen you gotta learn how to be comfortable in life alone. That's different because people are like well I don't want to do life alone. I'm not saying be you know alone alone like doing everything by yourself but being able to be selective.
1: Hmm.
0: Being selective. Listen you gotta have standards with the people that you have in your life. You can't let everybody walk in your life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You got to be selective and you have to be, listen, you got to be intentional about who you allow in your life in certain seasons. Because when you are trying to reach your goals and your ambitions and your desires and you're trying to reach these dreams, you don't have time for abortionists in your life. Mm. These dream killers, these dream snatchers, these sabotagers. This is why a lot of people, they find it a struggle to be able to, you know, reach certain aspects in their life because they got the wrong people around them. So mm. you got to learn how to discern your circle and see who is there and figure out, you know what, this ain't personal, it's purposeful. Mm. And I got things that I need to accomplish. And if you're going to be here, great. And if you're not, I'll see you on the other side. But your pro- your destiny and your call has to be more important than anything else, than a friendship. Sorry. That's just me, though.
1: <laughs> the shoe is coming across the room. <laughs> right. <Frightened. laughs> Listen, you know, I have to ask the question, but I don't even feel like there's anything else to, need to be said. <laughs> but I'm still going to ask. Because <laughs> just drop the mic and walk on off. Oh, man. Listen. OK. The piece of advice or words of wisdom you want to leave us with is there anything else you got to say? Because you just said
0: a lot. <laughs> I want to tell people that, you know, listen, this is really a season and this is really a time to step out of the boat, step out of the boat on everything that you wanted to do in this season and everything that you've been, been called and just ordained to do. Step out of the boat. This is a time where fear can no longer be the excuse. Mm-hmm. We've been using that for a long time. I'm scared. I'm afraid. I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't know if I'm able. You will never know until you get out of the boat. Peter didn't know he could walk on water until he got out of the boat. So there are some things that you will never know until you get out of the boat. And we can't get hung up on the fear of the unknown. You know, you got to be prepared for the wind, the storm. It's not going to be easy. Life's not easy. And if they told, and whoever told you it was, they lied. We've been bamboozled as kids. (laughs) This (laughs) adult, this growing up being an adult, they lied to us. It's overrated. It is. But just take one step and just... Get out of the boat in this season of your life. Do not allow. See, the boat causes people to be limited. Mm. The boat is a limited and it is a secluded and it is an isolated place. I want to encourage people to just get out of the boat and watch you do it. Just watch your watch you succeed. Mm. Most people plan to fail. They don't plan to succeed. So plan to succeed. Plan for your mind to be blown Plan for, you know, the thing that you've only dreamed about. Plan for that to become a reality. But I, I really am wanting people to lay aside every, every weight that just besets them. That imposter syndrome is so real. Not feeling worthy or deserving of success. Not feeling like you can do it by yourself. That you feel like it has to be somebody that needs to open the door or somebody needs to connect you. No, you have everything in you that Mm -hmm. you need. You've been created and developed and you've been designed to fulfill only the purpose that you've been called to do. And there is a world that is waiting for people like you, Dr. Eve. The world is waiting for you. We have what you need. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get out of the boat, we don't ever get it. That's Mm -hmm. not fair. Don't penalize me because of your fear. Don't make me wait for something that I potentially need because of your inadequacy. That's not fair to me. Hmm. So let's stop being selfish and let's give the world what we got. Let's give the world what has been placed on the inside of us. So my last and final statement is get out of the boat so that the world can experience what you have.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, Nikki, just pass the collection plate. <laughs> 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 Listen, you have just given us all the light today, but you are a life strategist. You are a life speaker and it just makes sense as who you are. And I want to thank you for stepping out of the boat because when you step out of the boat, you're in the water and you got to, you know, figure out if you're going to sink or swim, right? Yeah. And I I love that I love that that idea that thought and for you to be swimming and helping us figure out how to swim in our own lives too I I love it. I'm here for it for you who is listening if you've done anything like me been over here waving your hand and you know just had to take a minute sit down stand up move connect with Nikki we're leaving her information in the show notes because we want you to go there check out the show notes get her information to be able to contact her we try to make it easy for you so all you gotta do is click 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 but Nikki Thank you for what you have done today and that is showing up and showing out. This has been truly an enjoyable conversation and the nuggets that I'm even taking for myself. (laughs) It's like, oh, Lord, thank you for this. And I just want to wish you the best of luck in all of your endeavors ahead and let you know that there's ever anything that you need. We here have your back. We support you. We see you and we are cheering you on.
0: Thank you. It is absolutely my pleasure. Thank you for having me and allowing me to be able to grace this podcast and this platform that you have created. You're awesome. You're amazing. I love what you are doing. And so be encouraged, stay strengthened and keep fighting the good fight. So thank you so much, Dr. Eve. Mm,
1: thank you. I received that. Thank you. I definitely do appreciate that. Until the next time, Nikki, continue to be great in all that you do and we will catch you around. All righty.
0: Bye. Thank you.